Gamecast from MSN. Hello, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Nick Taylor. <laughs> uh, we're out on the street for this extra. I, why are we whispering? Um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's because we're on the street, I think. You feel like you can't talk loud. It does. We're out on the street uh, for an extra special little sort of mini uh, Gamecast podcast. Although uh, it's probably going to be longer than the normal one. We've spent ages in there. We have, yeah. We've had a good chat with, uh, with several people to do with uh, Batman Arkham City. This is where we are. We're at the launch. Uh, of Batman Arkham City. You, you've probably played it by now, you'll know what you think of it, uh, but we're very, very excited. It's, it's kind of the biggest game that's come out in quite a few months, I think. Yeah, it's had some awesome reviews as well, hasn't it? It's, uh, every, everybody's really into this one. So, uh, we've, we've been in there, we've had a chat with uh, two boffins. Yeah, well, we, we, we spoke to um, Paul, who put, the, uh, put all the narratives together for the game, and um, Sefton, who pretty much ran the whole show. So uh, Have a listen, uh, and let us know what you think. As always, you can post your comments, uh, facebook.com forward slash msngamecast. Let us know what you think. We're at the launch of Batman Arkham City. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, my name's Paul Crocker. I'm lead narrative designer on Arkham City. I'm going to move a little bit closer, because I'm stretching out to you. Is just... And are you, are you just hanging out with us? You, are you anything? No, I'm so well, like I'm the community manager of Rocksteady Studios. I'm something. <laughs> you definitely are something. You're playing the power games. Look at you, you're both sat in thrones, and, and Nick and I are sat in these tiny little, little chairs. I'm getting the vibe. Infinitely more powerful. But just tonight, that's all it's going to be. We're all about power. and Tell, Give me your job description again, because I, I, it, I, it sounded made up. What? It is made up, obviously. But what, what, my, job what my job role is, is doing like, all the story elements of the game, all the scripts work in the game, making sure the characters are right, putting our own spin on things like our friend the penguin here, um, basically making stuff up for a living. And I get to go and do things like meet Mark Hamill, um, sort of right words that he says. Wasn't the, we'll, we'll talk about this properly in a minute. But what, Mark Hamill, what a revelation in the first Batman game. You know, unfortunately for him, he's become a little bit of a joke, sadly, through not through anything he's done, through circumstances of this this business we call show. But he's a good actor, and the, the Batman, the first Batman game, proved that. Yeah, he's an amazing voice actor, and he he's in loads of like animated shows in the states, and he was obviously in the animated series. So then, you know, when we we're doing Batman Arkham Asylum, we figured, who are we going to get, you know? And it's very weird here, because it's not a show that ran particularly massively here. But, you know, people, the nerds and people like me know who, you know, it, it was you know, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill and stuff. Most people just have no idea there was a cartoon on Saturday mornings they chopped in half on a TV show, and you had to get both bits half an hour later if you wanted to watch it. So Mark comes along, just walks straight in, he's the Joker, like that. And then, you know, then we started writing stuff to sound even darker and more like him, and then he started sort of making his performance fit more into the Arkhamverse, so we've got this kind of amazing Joker performance. I like it when people put the put verse at the end of something to indicate that they've created their own universe. I nearly said world, but that would be incorrect. We have. Going back to the powerful thing, we did create a universe, and now we are masters of it. Oh, you say that sat in a throne, I love that. You're feeling a little bit sexy as well, I can tell. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Now, surely it's the co you, I'm guessing you're a bit of uh, like, like Nick and myself, a, a bit of a geek, a bit of a comic book fan. So this, how did you get this dream job? Well, I, um, I am. I used to work in a comic book store, funnily enough, really? and a movie theatre. I mean, cinema. I keep having to do. Come on, and we have series, not seasons. Okay, we're we're English. Uh, obviously. Um, 
So obviously I am the nerd kind of thing. I, I, I come from a video game design background, so I worked on, in design roles. And then we got to do Batman. And it was a, it kind of all came about because we write a lot of placeholder dialogue and placeholder things. And I was just bitching about how bad it all was. So I just took over and did it. And then I was obviously working, having the knowledge of doing the... Uh, you're a good interview because you're telling the truth. Sometimes you get these people that... <laughs> no, they can tow, don't tow the corporate line. Give us the facts. The truth, but, you know, then we have this situation where we're working with, you know, DC and Paul Dini and all that kind of thing. So it's just being able to talk on the same level and understanding how this stuff works and also being a bit of a nerd so you can throw stuff in for the fans and... Is it not really daunting, though? They say, right, you're, you're doing Batman. Well, is that not a huge responsibility? I believe the first reaction was, holy... <laughs> that's great. Then it was a... Yeah, how do we do this? So, you know, we... One of the things we wanted to do was just not do some bad Batman game. So we wanted to... We really analysed... There's been one or two over the last 20, 30 years, it's got to be said. But well, we, we, we sort of looked at what it is to be Batman, and then every decision we make is about that. So we have these really boring answers, like we say, I mean, we have to spend ages trying to work out how does Batman go through a door. But, you know, no one ever shows that in stuff. We have a lot of people, Batman opening doors. The animated series, he just turns off. You know, the comics, he's just gone. You know, we have to do all that stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing when people say, what did you do today? Yeah, we had to work out how Batman leaps off a building, and, you know, how is he going to take down that thug? But ultimately... Not many people can say that. Well, I'm really interested in the, the Penguin character. We've got this huge poster up behind you here with, uh, yeah, with Penguin. Um, you, you had the, the trailer reveal of him uh, a little while ago, and he's, like, he's come across as this kind of manic Bob Hoskins-type crazy Cockney guy. Um, yeah, well, how, how, did, how did you come up with that idea in the first place, and how much freedom did you have? I mean, our... Uh, Originally, Penguin was one of the characters, you know, he's one of the more famous characters, so obviously it's good for us to put famous characters in the game. We really wanted to put Penguin in the game, but then we didn't really know initially how to make that fit into the Arkhamverse. So, so we, um, we sort of sat back and I always had this vision that, A, we could do a kind of, a more violent gangstery kind of guy. Um, and then we, you know, the monocle's important, but the monocle wouldn't really fit. So I remember saying we should just shove a beer bottle in his face like he's been in a fight. And thinking DC would say, absolutely not. And they just went, yeah, cool, we'll have a go, see what you think. <laughs> so we did it, and then we put it together. And, you know, our goal is always, if you recognise him as the character, then that's who he is. You know, we don't, if you looked at him and went, who the hell is that, then we failed. But, you know, on all of our characters, you should look at them, you should go, this is Penguin, that's Joker. And even if we bring something new to it, it should be something new that's interesting or exciting or scary or, or whatever. Now, forget the company line. DC, seriously, what are they like to work with? Seriously. They're all about 14 foot tall. They have, like, blue faces and they hide. <laughs> do, they, do they give you a lot of freedom? Do they, do you kind of, or, or are they very strict? They've obviously got, they've got to protect their brand, haven't they? Um, I mean, it's a bit of both. They do need to protect their brand. And I guess our first meeting, like, four years ago was one of these kind of, right, so we're at a table in our studio. There's the head of DC. There's Paul Dini. There's this stuff. Yeah, we'll make a Batman game. This is cool. Yeah, what do you want? But, you know, we sort of explained to them that we knew what we were talking about and that we really loved this stuff and we weren't going to ruin it for them. And I guess as, you know, in game development, month by month, the game changes and changes and changes and they get to see things changing. So the more they saw change, the more they kind of went, I think they know what they're doing. So by the time it came to starting this one, you know, we'd just roll in, we'd like, and then we're going to change Penguin. And they'd be like, yeah, okay. You know, and obviously, if they didn't like what we did, we would have to change it. You know, sometimes there are things that they say, have you considered? And we go, actually, we hadn't. And that's a good idea. 
sometimes we say, had you considered? Some, some of our considerations make it through. Were there any really big changes that they forced you to make, things that just wouldn't fly? Absolutely not. I can't, honestly, I can't think of anything. There was a time on, on Arkham Asylum where there was a variety of different input that it looked a bit grungy. Asylums would be clean. I think that's about the most, the most input on changing stuff that we ever got. You know, some, you know, it comes down to characters like, you know, how much can you reveal on some characters? How much should you reveal? The whole kind of make Poison Ivy's um, leaf pants less revealing. Um, and, you know, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but we've got the original, so we're fine. If anyone As knows. Asylum was, was, I genuinely think, a work of art. You know, I think it's, it, it kind of came out at the same time as Beatles Rock Band, and I think both of those games are completely different, sort of just pushed... You're comparing us to the Beatles. I'm comparing, I'm comparing you to the Beatles, totally. That's pretty good, right? Totally, I think both of those games, they kind of took gaming just into sort of the artistic level a little bit more, and then it became something a bit different. You must have been really proud of Asylum, because it was such a good game. I mean, it was a roller coaster of craziness for us. I mean, like, for personally, it was going, going to LA, meeting Mark Hamill, doing all this stuff, then being at the BAFTAs. Right, so that's weird. Right, it's not what you, it's not what you expect. Um, you know, for everyone on the team, it was being able to work with great characters, being able to do the best work they've ever done. You know, it's inspiring, I guess. You know, it's not like here's some third-rate superhero just knock out a game. It's like here's the best superhero in the world. Don't ruin it. So everyone's kind of like, okay, let's go for it. And, you know, every day it's that kind of thing. It's like, how do we not ruin it? I love the Batman, but he's, he's just rich, isn't he? He's got the, the thing... I do love him, but he's got no powers, and that's what always upsets me. I like, I like powers. How powers do you want him to have next time? Because, you know, we'll just knock out a game next week. What do you want? Fly, you know, you do that for, for you. We'll call it... What do you want? <laughs> You've literally used all your ideas on Arkham City, haven't you? He's, he's out. We are, totally, we are totally spent right now. We, we finished the game a couple of weeks ago. We knocked the... Th you know... The last bugs are out there, you know, everything is ready to go. It's really that tight, really? Well, there's patches as well that's come, like, day one, yeah. like, updates and stuff like that. So, you know, the game was finished. You were still working on it a few weeks ago? Three, I think three Everyone weeks Everyone was still in the office working really hard a few weeks ago. People are still there now working really hard on content. If it, to go back to the evil blue overlords who control us, they would have taken the code out of our hands at any chance they got, and we were just locked in there with guns saying, you can't take it, it's not finished yet. As soon as, you, you know, we... We, we would still be working right now if we had the opportunity. Obviously, it has to get out of our cold, dead, clammy hands at some point. So it's gone down really well with people who are primarily gamers. Um, Arkham Asylum and, and City doing well now as well. But what's it like with the sort of wider Batman fan base? I mean, it's, that's a hard one for us to, to understand. You know, we, we have the forums, we have all this information from people who are massive fans. So. Mm, forums, the home of constructive criticism and nice people. Well, the best ones at the moment are people who are, who are saying to us, this is definitely what the story for Batman 3 is going to be. And we're like, going, you haven't even played 2 yet. Honestly, why don't you just see what happens and then <laughs> make your mind up? Because we haven't even started thinking about anything. We don't know what we're doing next. We're, we're closing the studio for a couple of weeks next week. We're, people are taking... But there's going to be a 3. We have no idea what we're doing next. But we don't... But the point is, we are turning off for a bit. We're people, you know, people have been working 24 hours a day in the studio to make this thing. No one is going to go, what I really want to do right now is start again. Let's just crack on because it's so much fun. You know, and it is fun, but, you know, people just need to recharge. And There's a couple of things we should look out for in this. Some little special things you're really proud of. 
Well, all the performances are awesome, all the characters are awesome, but I think the main thing is the city itself. You know, we've built this place which is designed primarily to make Batman feel cool. It's the rule of cool, as we've decided today. So Batman follows the rule of cool at all times. You know, it, the city is designed so you can glide through it, you can power down, you can take out thugs, you can have fights, you can follow the story, you can ignore the story and go off and do other things. You can look at really amazing artwork, you can listen to what the thoughts of every single character in the world are, and you can meet just about every one of your favourite Batman villains and you can put your fist through their face. Wow. Yeah. I like it. I mean, <laughs> Favourite villain? Is it the Penguin? Well, I mean, now I'm more attached to all of them again, but, you know, Joker's obviously amazing. Penguin's really good in this, I think. You know, really personally good in this because it was a lot of hard work to reinvent the thing. Um, there's somebody Cat- else. Can you say Catwoman because she's hot? We work to make her hot. Yeah. yeah you know, she's... She, she, there's that delicate line of hot and and the other Slut, slutty slutty yeah, yeah. She, oh, she's hot she's the ultimate combination of ass kicking and hotness ass kicking but obviously it's ass kicking that's what you want right i mean sorry hot and kicking <laughs> but last week it was ass kicking because we were in a different country yeah yeah well, listen, uh, the best of luck with it. You don't need any luck with it. It's already getting huge, you know, 97% reviews I've seen on some of the posters, and it's going to be, uh, be crazy. Uh, uh, anything you want to say to your fans before we go? Leave us alone. No, um, <laughs> what we... What we... <laughs> so that was Batman Arkham City. It didn't sell very well, mainly because of... I am, I am totally joking, obviously. It's a slight edge of sarcasm, but we just hope that tonight people grab it play it and like it you know it is you know we've we've done everything we can as a studio to improve on batman arkham asylum and to give like this ultimate batman experience i've had a little go on it not not long but it's wicked you have you had a little go on it yet i'm looking forward to it should we, should we go out now and have a play yeah, yeah, yeah i'm very much looking forward to it. if it's rubbish we're going to come back and go play with catwoman now yes please okay she's just out there thanks very much <laughs> hello again kids we've moved into a different we're in this most amazing building, and all of the people connected with the Batman game, a little bit, little bit pompously, sitting on huge, golden thrones. Sefton, can I have your full name, please, and your job description? Okay, my name is Sefton Hill, and I am the game director at Rocksteady Studios. That sounds like a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very good job, yes. I'm uh, incredibly lucky. Uh, what, does it, what does it entail? What, 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 what do you have to do? Uh, I guess it involves kind of mainly interacting between all the different departments. So I get to work on the story, I get to work mainly on the design side, so coming up with the ideas for the way that Batman moves, the different Batman gadgets, the combat system, and working with an incredibly talented team to kind of make the game, really. You call, did you just call him the Batman? The Batman. Everyone could. I, could, I call him the Batman and people have a go at me and say it's not the Batman, it's Batman. I go, no, no, it is the Batman, isn't it? It is officially either Batman or the Batman, but to me, the Batman. Good, I'm glad you said that because I thought I was going mad. How did, how did your company get the Batman gig? Because it seems, because you're like based in North London, Kentish Town. Yeah. It seems really odd that a little Kentish Town home company, family company has got this huge franchise. Yeah, I mean, it came about, um, well, four or five years ago now when uh, IDOS, IDOS were working with Warner Brothers and as part of that deal, Warner, um, IDOS got the license to a Batman game. And, but there was no real game attached. It was just the license to creating a Batman game based on the comic book universe in some way. And IDOS approached us and said, well, would you guys be interested in it? Or Because we'd been working with them, we did Urban Chaos with them originally, and they said to us, look, 
you know, do you have any ideas for this? And we were like, Batman, are you crazy? We've got like a thousand ideas, you know, like who wouldn't? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so we went back, wrote a presentation, like the next day came back to them and said, right, this is what we want to do with it. And they were like, okay, that all sounds really good. You know, so we worked on, you know, because we were a new developer, it was about then convincing everyone about, you know, can we make a good Batman game? And so we did, you know, the vertical slice, we did demos, we did things to basically convince people that a relatively small developer from Kentish Town, and I mean, at that time, we must have been only about sort of 30 people can, can actually make a Batman game. And then we built up slowly over two years till just under 60 people for Arkham Asylum 1. Um, so that's kind of how we got the gig. And as it, as we showed more and more people it, more and more people got excited, and then it kind of snowballed from there. Did the heads from DC and Warner Brothers, did they come to Kentish Town? Did you take them to Flapjacks in Kentish Town? I know it very well. I drive through it every day. Or did you kind of pretend that you had Swish offices in Soho or something? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're right in the central London. Yeah, just opposite the Houses of Parliament. Yeah, just down from London Eye. Yeah. No, no I mean, we, the guys from DC came over. Um, Paul Dini came over. Uh, yeah, and, and then they came over. Yeah, saw our studio. Uh, the studio's really cool, actually. The studio's a lovely place. Um, and we're just down between, we're between Kentish Town and, and Highgate. So, yeah, it's a really nice part of the world, actually. How did you come up with the kind of the different concept for this game? What's different from this one compared to Arkham Asylum, and how did you progress the story? I mean, the main thing is we, when we finished the first one, we were like, okay, where do we go next? What, what do we want to do? What excites us? And we were really just excited about taking Batman into Gotham City, into his spiritual home. So that was kind of the first thing of the idea, is we want to expand. Well, actually, it's not. We didn't want to just expand the scope for the sake of it. We just thought what gives the better Batman experience? So we just felt like, oh, I want to glide across the rooftops, I want to dive down through back alleyways. That just kind of feels like something that got us excited, yeah. you know? So that's kind of where we really just started with the game. And then um, and then we sort of started to talk about, okay, well, what's the story behind that? Obviously, we want the supervillains still there. We want it to be a really challenging night for Batman. So that's kind of how we came <laughs> to this concept. <laughs> really challenging night for Batman. A really tough day at the office. Um... So yeah, so that was kind of, we came up with this concept of having, you know, if Arkham Asylum's closed down and Blackgate Prison's already burnt down, what happens next? So we had this kind of idea of walling off this big district of Gotham, allowing you to go anywhere in Gotham, but having this kind of concentrated criminal element there with Joker, Penguin, Two-Face, Riddler, Freeze, all of these great iconic villains, but in one place. There's, a, there's obviously a very successful Batman movie franchise at the moment as well. Do you value being completely separate from that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think because the the requirements of a game are sort of fundamentally so different to any other medium, really. Like, if you're, you know, when we were writing the story for this, we're looking at, like, a 15-hour story, and that's totally different from writing a 90-minute or two-hour film. Um, and you need different story beats. You're looking at, like, a main arc over an hour or so to keep you interested, you know, to keep pulling you along at every moment. I, I think it's kind of more like, actually, much more like a TV, uh, you know, a 20, like a TV series where you're sort of... You're, you're, you're playing for, like, an hour and then, like, big events are happening every kind of hour or so and you're getting kind of pulled through. Um, but because the medium is so different, it's definitely important to be to be able to write specifically for a game, you know, and there's things that you need to do in a game in terms of reward structures that if you're just taking directly from another medium or a problem, even the villains you pick, the villains are you have to pick that can challenge the player in ways that work in a game rather than work in a film, which can again be very different. So, you know, the films are awesome, but 
the film and the game are, are very separate, and they, that definitely works too. I noticed you have a wedding ring. I'm assuming you're married to a lady. I'm, I'm, it's the 21st century. Anything is possible. Does, uh, have you got like a boys' room at home that's that's full of Batman comics and, and figures? But I have to have it because it's for work. Is that? Have you got one of those? And does she tolerate that? I have got a boys' room at work. Yeah, at work at home. At work at home. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, full of. Uh, Lots of nerdy goodies. Yeah. 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 I think everyone needs that. If you're my wife and you're listening to this, then remember everyone needs a boys' geeky room in the house. Very true. Very true. Is it the Arkham Asylum was uh, pretty much a sleeper hit, really? At least it seemed that way from the outside. Um, are you feeling the pressure now of, of releasing a follow up to that? Yeah. I th yes and no. I mean, I, I think I, my best way to deal with that was to sort of ignore it in a sense, like, because I kind of felt like. If you start thinking too much about it, you start to get really paralysed by it, and like you think, oh, if I do this, loads of people won't like it, and I know people don't like this character, so we can't do that, and we don't want to change this, and you end up sort of trying to second guess what other people think, and I'm rubbish at that. Like I can't do that. I, that's not the way we work at all. I just very simply, not to give away too many trade secrets, just make the Batman game that I wanted to play. You know, that's what we did at the office is just let's make something that we're passionate about and excited about and hope other people like it too. You know, I think that was the very simple rule. And uh, the good thing I think about people anticipating it is that it definitely inspires you. You know, if you're working late weekends, it's it's much better to work on something that you know people are going to go out and play. That was the thing that came across in the first Batman game. We're, we're quite often, the superhero games, or mo I know it's not movie time, but movie times, or those things are connected to franchises, you can tell that there has been a big panel of 60 people have said, well, the character wouldn't do this, and it's all very mathematical, and all of the, the joy is taken out of it. You can tell from the first game that everyone that worked on it love Batman and love being connected with Batman because it's just so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it, you really feel that in the office, you know, that positive energy for the game and I'm really, you know, glad that comes through. I think it comes through because, and as well as that, our kind of watchwords when we're developing our, you know, we want to make something authentic to Batman but also something that's fun. You know, we think that those, like fun is something that's really, I think, often overlooked when you play games is like, you know, oh, it has to be this type of experience or that and it's like, what, what is that fun though? Like, is that enjoyable? Um, and, you know, for us, the, the fun and authenticity, like, those, that's where it starts from. On the first, the, the first time that you, you saw the combat system in play, did you all have, have, like, high fives and go, right, donuts are on me, this is incredible. Because <laughs> it is fantastic. Cool, cool. Oh, thanks very much, yeah. I, I think, actually, there was a moment where we thought, because we iterated a lot on it, first of all, and, uh, you know, it started off as, like, a rhythm action game and... Um, it went through a lot of different changes and then we got to this point where when we first had it when you could bounce around but you know when you were really getting that kind of lovely rhythm of moving around between the enemies and we were really happy with that um I, there was a mo like it almost was a bit of a eureka moment i mean the only thing that didn't have was the counter system in like and then we put the counter system in a bit later when we thought okay it's it's really good it's fun but it needs something else it needs just i need to be thinking about something else and then we put the counter stuff in and we're like okay now now you know we definitely felt it was something we were really happy with, yeah, yeah. Did you have anyone uh, coming up in the development process saying, let's get some connect or, or move functionality in here? <laughs> we're sniggering at it already. <laughs> um, we, actually, we didn't. I mean, I, I guess maybe because um, they only kind of came through while we were in development as well. Uh, you know, I, it's just kind of getting that thing of what fits in there as well. Like, it's similar to the multiplayer is that, People are saying, well, multiplayer, do you put multiplayer in? And um, you know, every game's got to have multiplayer. 
And I, I can't really understand that thinking because I sort of think like, Arkham City's not got to be the only game you ever buy. Like, I don't want to stop you going and buying another game with multiplayer if you really wanted multiplayer. And I guess it's kind of similar with Connect and stuff. Like, if you really want that Connect experience, then I'm not going to stop you going and buying a Connect game. But I think if it doesn't fit for the game, then I don't know why would we put it in. It doesn't. So we're going to go and play it in a second. But can you give us two things to look out for in the game that you're really proud of? Big things or small things? Anything like that? I mean, I think the gliding, like using the dive, the full momentum gliding around is something, you know, you really want to... It takes a little bit of getting used to, because, but when you're really used to it, you'll be swooping down through the streets and, um, you know, flying around Gotham. And I think that feels uniquely Batman. You know, that's, that's one of the big things about the game. Um, and the trophies, actually, all the hidden trophies were something we worked a lot on, because in the first game, you were just kind of collecting them around the environment. On this, we wanted to make each trophy its own little kind of mini puzzle, because we think Riddler, okay, you know, you um, you picked up his trophies last time, you got him arrested, so now he's up the ante. So every trophy has like a puzzle attached to it, a little gadget puzzle, so I think they work really well as well. And so that's it. That was uh, one of the weirdest, but one of the nicest games launches I've ever been to. Yeah, and that building was amazing as well, with the thrones everywhere, yeah, fantastic. I felt sorry, there was, a, there was a DJ there, but there was literally no one listening to his music, his room was empty. Didn't you feel like we had the place to ourselves, yeah. really, it was amazing. Really nice people, um, a fantastic game, we, had, we played it for about half an hour afterwards, cracking game, um, lovely afternoon. Let us know what you think. You've probably got it now if you're going to get it. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash MSN Gamecast. Um, go and post up there your views on the new Batman game, please. Yep, and the next full episode of Gamecast coming very soon. Stay tuned. Ta-ta. Gamecast from MSN.